Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. harmonizing we're back (laughs) um let's take a second to talk about our mornings because (laughs) it is 2 30 in the afternoon and how long have you been awake michelle uh 45 minutes what time did we go to bed last night uh midnight (laughs) oh my god for real you slept for 13 hours my body could sleep for 24 hours and still need more like sleep i mean is it as like rainy outside yeah well i mean obviously it's really gross out although it wasn't gross out yesterday and i slept for well i slept just as late but went to bed much later yeah so i just figured you act uh, against your own will was up later again because no i actually like forced my maybe i fell asleep closer to one but still like a very long oh actually i would say at least a one thirty. Because I think I have a timestamp of you sending me a meme. The Nicole Byer. Yeah, one thirty or, or something. Yeah, I was basically probably falling asleep around that time, actually. Okay. You say it. But so still, a little less than that, but still significant. Congratulations. I that mean, is a real feat. Did you have to, how many times? To did do you that at age 37? Yeah. <laughs> never. I never got up. <gasps> I mean, I got up in the sense of my eyes opened and then I saw what time it was and it was and like. Then- 4 a.m. and I was like back to bed and then I woke up again and I was probably like 9 a.m. and I was like back to bed so wow I like you know kudos if I I need to be studied my phone up with my hand (laughs) you'd be giving me a yeah I'll send you a clap virtually yeah I feel like it's this is Casey in college (laughs) this is yeah I, I can't do that anymore and it was the best yeah. Well, I also wonder if it's because surprise, surprise, I got a I got a massage last night, so that also put like me definitely in is a, helping. But yeah, I mean, I can actually move my back today, which earlier in the week wasn't able to. So I I think I'm hoping this is all going to prepare me for the the week. Versus, I'm just no, going to continuously you know, be more tired. I know. I'm gonna be like, I can't believe that you felt so good that after the massage and then sleeping that long didn't undo because that's what would happen to me. I would arthritically like any any massage the day before would be undone by 14 hours of sleep. Oh no 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 no. But I mean, I'm sure later today I'll be like, I need another massage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't that life? Yeah, and it's just so funny because even if I go like every couple of months, every time the guy's like, have you never gotten a massage before? Yeah, they're like, whoa. And I'm like, your yeah. body is ridden of stress. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to my world. And they're like, how was that half marathon you ran yesterday? And I'm like, literally walked up a flight. Of you mean the television marathon yeah. that I watched in bed? Yeah. So for three days. Anyway, so that's what's Speaking new with out. me. What's going on with you, Gates? I woke up at a normal time. I did want to like wake up at eight because I knew I had things in the apartment that I like needed to get done. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I had ample time to like watch TV on a rainy, gross day. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I woke up at like closer to nine. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so I, early. Yeah. 
but I finally like got my dresser together except one drawer like won't lock and I'm gonna and I just started yelling at it and kicking it and then I was just like I'm gonna walk away because I'm not gonna let this ruin my Sunday and it's it can go in and we're okay I I need somebody in my life to figure this stuff out for me um yeah and then we like clean the apartment we're giving scooter a makeshift like really bad haircut throughout a few different days okay he can only handle so much he hates it and yeah. i don't know what i'm doing so he looks jacked up every time <laughs> but i have scissors like i have dogs you don't just have like my immediate thought is like when they shear the goats she, i'm like yeah, shouldn't you just get yeah. like a butt like just buzz them i could i could just get i could just do that um I just honestly am making it more difficult for myself because that's what I like to do. Yeah. 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 And then what, and then we went to the grocery store and we're making a bunch of sandwiches today. I'm impressed you went to the grocery store on a rainy Sunday. I feel like it would be really packed. Was it? Uh, no, no more than usual. It was, it was pretty chill, pretty chill. The local Hannaford's shout out bakery department. You really, I left eight years ago. I came back. You did not change a damn thing to any of your recipes, and I love you for it. Your oatmeal raisin cookies somehow are delicious for an oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah, which I like. I know Charlie hates oatmeal raisin, but I'm it's definitely a fan. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I'm going to break broke... it up into my own ice cream that I'm making Ooh. later. We're getting crazy over here. Now we're talking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Something that CPK should have learned because they changed their recipes of almost everything and now it's just not as good as it Now used it's to under, be. right? Do they have even CPK? They have them, but like nowhere near me. Yeah. There's none in the city. There used to be two. Now there are zero. There's still no there's still no cheesecake factory in Manhattan. <laughs> Which is actually, if we're gonna give you no, I mean, but like, why do we have Olive? Yeah, Olive Garden is less. It should be in Times Square, exactly. Yeah, a cheesecake. At least Olive Garden, like we have a million Italian restaurants. Why do we need this? Whereas Cheesecake Factory, like we don't have. I mean, yeah, there's we don't have a restaurant that has a novel for a menu. (laughs) No, exactly. I mean, we have Juniors, although most of the Juniors have also closed. There used to be one in. Grand Central and last time I was there it's no longer it's now a Shake Shack and I was like this is really sad uh, I think it's probably still kicking in my old hood in Fort Greene Shout yeah out. probably yeah there's still a few left but like it's not it's also, as Cheesecake Factory Cheesecake is its own entity it it's is. a crime calling it Cheesecake there's like maybe the original piece but like but they have so many good so many good things yeah so anyway okay. we're not being <laughs> sponsored by Cheesecake Factory <laughs> but, but if, if they, they want, want to, to we're here okay all right well okay so there are basically uh, like to sum up the last couple of weeks we're in the midst of award season so we watched the golden globes and they were a worst thing mess i think we both said on the pod before like i know i said i'm not really a joe coy fan i'm sure he's you know i've seen him making fun of his of his mom not really sure how they picked him, but I'll go in with an open mind. And I don't know why I went with an open mind because my initial thought of like, why did he get chosen was correct. It it was bad. He made it worse. He within the first five minutes of the episode of the show too. It wasn't even like he made it worse over the time. And also like the audience was bad. Like the audience was not a good audience. They weren't helping him out either. 
but there, yeah, but he had no good jokes. Bad audiences when you get to that level, but all you have people before you that have done really well, and it's not that complicated to go back. It literally is an hour of your time to go back and watch previous monologues from the last 10 years because they're 10 to 15 minutes. Right, exactly. If the math actually is mathing, that's like closer to two hours. But I watch Tina Fey and Amy Poehler like like their old monologues constantly. It's on YouTube. It's clipped together for a half an hour. And it is very clear what you can do to cut through this crowd and just start roasting them. Well, well, no, I mean, I think the key... I think the key is to roast the people that aren't in the room. That's what like Chelsea Handler did in the Critics Choice Awards. And that always works because the person isn't there to like, you know, show and look pissed. And it's just like, you know, it's much easier to make fun of someone when they're not in the room and have like that backlash. Oh, see, I would say like involve the people in the room, A, because everyone's a narcissist. So like they'll like it. But then it, makes it more less separation it's more well yeah no for sure true yeah the amy poehler and tina fey jokes that still land really well or is there are the one george clooney yeah and one segment that they do talking about who would they rather and how they're they're such good friends because they never have the same taste and then they're like you and i (laughs) yeah and then they're cutting to the people so it's like would you call in Farrell or call in Firth? And Amy Poehler's like, oh, Farrell. Yeah. And then, and Obviously. then Tina Fey goes, call in Firth because it's a polite amount of time. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. all these. And then, and the one is like Chris Pine. And then Tina Fey goes, Chris Pine, Chris Pine. Was that too loud? Chris Pine. Like, it's. Wow. Amy Poehler and I have the exact same taste, which checks out because oh, Will Arnett. Totally. Um, yeah. No, I mean, but also just have good jokes. I mean, we don't need to like reiterate what everyone else is saying, but that yeah. dumb booby joke about Barbie Barbie where like her boobs aren't even shown in the movie like there's just it's like it's what just have we very lazy the last 10 years joke away like you're it's, also a father of young girls right like, you're and this isn't like again not bashing him as a comedian because he's not for me but like in what he did on this show he's also not for this show like there was not one funny joke when he really started to bomb, he started to blame his writers, which he hired, I'm sure. So now you're just like throwing your own team under the bus. And you did it within the first five minutes of the episode of the show. And I not to like repeat everything that Lost Culturistas said, but to your point, like you're talking about 10 minutes of material, which you and I, I mean, I'm not a comedian, but I feel like I would have been able to come up with better jokes in 10 days with the help of my comedian friends and and uh you know aspiring writers or writers that you know from the business that have been dreaming for a moment like this like you could have gotten such better caliber jokes in those 10 days and to blame the 10 days and to blame your writers is just like lazy it's giving cis white male energy which he's not I mean, he is cis male, but it's just that, like, acting as if this was a nice thing for him to do for the Golden Globes. And it's like, actually, no, we would have been better with either no host, with a bunch of hosts doing it together. Here's what we're also going to be better at, better with the show. Figure out the goddamn way to get to the stage and seat 
people and actually have sit, uh, stand in, sit down where these people are going to be sitting because they're all just putting cardboard on to chairs and saying, this is where these people are sitting. And then if you're doing a dry run, you're not accounting for any physical people right. in these seats. Well, and like, also- It eats up so much time. The I've been saying this for years. I know there has to be some form of checks and balances in terms of like who wins and not everyone knowing in advance except for like Ernst & Young. But like the Ernst & Young people need to- look at the seating chart and just advise if certain things should move so that we don't have an Ali Wong who's all the way in the back of the uh, television section, television section. And it takes her five minutes to get up on the stage. And then her speech as well as other speeches have to be shortened because of that. It's like, it's 2024. We have technology. We know like in advance Who's going to win? This should not be this uh, hard of a decision to do. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, the only winner, I think, was Jennifer Lawrence mouthing to the camera. If I don't win, I'm going home. Yeah. That was the best. I mean, I as always, she's <laughs> so. killing it. And yeah, and then Emma Stone winning, who's like a friend of hers. And, you know, it just being great. Yeah. Uh, and then is it at these awards? No, I think it's after the Emmys that it's well, like that. And the okay. only other thing I was going to say is when you have Anthony Anderson's number one and number two least favorite fans saying that he did a better job hosting than Joe Coy, like that's how you know how bad Joe Coy did. And the Emmys paid homage to the history. Which I we've mean, been saying for years. Like, that's all you need to do is rest on the laurels of this fucking industry and all of what has come before and literally just have, I mean, again, I fast forwarded at the beginning because I had the luxury of, you know, DVRing it and watching it like a half an hour later. Yeah. But like with the exception of Anthony Anderson's like singing coming in and coming out, like, yeah, there were really nice tributes to some of these TV shows. Although I do feel like some of them were really sad in terms of how few people that were there, like, the Sopranos you had like two people and then a photo of James Gandolfini it was like well what are they gonna do Michelle give us a give us a Tupac of James Gandolfini no but I'm thinking about all the people that are on the show that are still alive and kicking and clearly none of them wanted to do it then I would just oh I don't know if it was that none of them live on the west coast Edie Falco doesn't live on the West Coast. I don't expect most of the cast of the Sopranos to live on well, the West Coast. Well, what's his face doesn't live on the West Coast? Like, and he was there. White Lotus. Yeah, but he, but normally he's not on the West Coast. He's Yeah, but he was going to be there anyway for yeah. White Lotus. It's they just, are not, I feel know. like if you have less than three people from the show or two significant <laughs> characters from the show, like all in the family, that made sense because the other people are no longer alive. But like, I think you'd have to do a double check on the Sopranos. I don't think a lot of them are. Well, the main characters are you have Edie Falco, you have the kid, the people, the the actors that played the children. Like, oh, they're not coming in from Austin. But that's what I mean. Like, if if the majority of the cast who is alive is not coming, then you scrape that tribute and you do another one. No, it just felt very anniversary. You have the creator. I don't know. It felt very. Uh, pathetic in a way, and that like there was very 
it was just like two random characters that probably never had a scene together and then a photo of someone who's been dead for a while I, it, it felt weird to me <laughs> i think you're the only one <laughs> all right i mean i could be alone in this thought i it just yeah I'm not a fan fair uh no nah, i mean are you you're not even a fan of the sopranos no, but I'm also not a fan of half of the other shows that they showcased, but at least it made more sense when they had, like, more than one or two people. Well, they had three of the main people involved in the show. Two we... there, but yeah. And then the creator. No, it was just the two of them. Well, the creator David was Chase he... wasn't on the thing. Well, David Chase has been doing a promo tour for it. Yeah, it was just what's her name who I can't think of her name at the moment who plays the psychologist. Therapist, yeah. And then uh, Michael Perioli and then the photo of James Gandalf. James. It, yeah, so whatever. Anyway, I'm harping on one thing, but um yeah, again, the fact that Marine Bracco, how dare we. Thank you. Yeah, no Goodfellas. I was just Bracco. thinking of the Jewish girl in Goodfellas. Um but yeah, it that part to me was like the only thing that was super awkward. And then also just like, it was somewhat funny in the beginning, but that whole awkwardness between Jennifer Coolidge and Anthony Anderson's mom, where she was trying to shut her up. It was just like awkward. And like it, that was And, and, and Anthony bit. Anderson, like you, you know, you don't need to tell you, you, people don't need to tell me and Casey that this is an old bit, but enough with the effing mom. Like, you do commercials with your mom. You're always saying mama. Like, and she doesn't have good timing. So, yeah. <laughs> like, get her. I'm like, you're, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so obnoxious. But uh, the other thing, like, they rumor that Marty Short and Meryl Streep are dating. Like, uh, guys, get it together. Are people not allowed to be friends? Yeah, they've been <laughs> friends for eons. Yeah. Yeah, like that 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 was coming out of there. Timmy and Kylie was tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that one, so I'm just not going to. Oh, Timmy and Kylie was so hard to watch. Um, but then, okay, so that I mean, the Emmys were just could not have been above and beyond the Globes. It's yeah, and again, like. And it's taken a lot for me to say that because of my hatred for Anthony Anderson. But, like, yeah, he did a much better job. And that just showcases it doesn't take a lot to do a bare minimum job. Yeah. It really – it is really not that complicated. But um, we have Jimmy Kimmel hosting the Oscars. So hopefully that will – He's bring, always good. Bring back, like, what we miss from hosts of these type of shows. Yeah, he's obviously a great act, uh, great – host in general he's done this before i think he'll he's do a little teflon don like he because he doesn't give that ma- he doesn't give any fucks but he is still well, ugh, he's like he somehow has been able to carve this kind of attitude out where he's like i'm just doing my show and they're like oh my god we love you for it like haha we're like other people well and like- i think it's also because he's so close with a lot of these people like he's friends with jennifer and like he's in that group of people but that's not oscars at all no no i know but like liked as that's what i mean like you need to be well liked to do this type of show but he also like has never needed to suck up to anybody or cater to any right he's been in this industry stop i'm not doing any of that you can go fuck yourselves this is who i am right 
and that makes for a fantastic host. Well, that's why until, you know, I was a fan of Ricky Gervais as the Golden Globe host until things got a little too dicey at the end. But it again, it's like when you've been doing this forever and you have the chops and the talent, then like people just shut up. And obviously Ricky should come back as a Golden Yeah, Globe I don't know if he will in this day and age, but um, I would take Ricky over Joe Coy any day. Yeah, and he definitely would in this day and age. His Netflix numbers are unreal, and it's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, I I watched his most recent special. It's certainly better than the last few of Dave Chappelle's, but, um, you know, they still both love to talk about trans people, so there's that aspect. When you could just not. Right, it's just like, you've done it. You don't need to keep digging it Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah, it's giving, uh, is that a secret fantasy of yours that you're, like, you know, ashamed of, and that's why you're going in on it so much? Like, it's it's a lot. Yeah, dig in with their therapist on that, boy. Yeah. For real. Ugh. But then, so now. But yeah, Oscars. In, yeah, so we're, we're, the Oscars have been announced, and we're just going to be sitting here waiting patiently. Um, honestly, at this point, like, yeah, it's always going to be one of those things that there's always going to be an issue no matter what happens. It's never going to be 100% right. Everybody is going to have a different opinion. Right. But the fact that you can nominate 10 films Ugh. and we are not nominating Barbie and not nominating Greta Gerwig for Best Director is just, it takes so much steam out of all, because now it's just like, oh, well, now we're not competing against the best. It, you know we are yeah the decisions are pretty much like already made it's all like you know it's not as bad as the hfpa the hollywood foreign press in terms of how they vote but it's such a it was almost a, it's almost just it feels like an aggressive spit in the face <laughs> to women yeah i mean i think the bigger issue that like only ryan was nominated and america yeah but again, like, I mean, I'm in the minority. I don't think this movie was as good as people think it is. I think it was a fine movie, but I don't know if I would have seen it without all of this buzz and been like, yeah, this is going to get nominated for an Oscar. Um, but it's but unlike it any is, other movie before. But the slap in the face to me is nominating Ryan and then not nominating Greta and, and um margo obviously because it all depends whether on it how... was gonna win or not i don't think it, it would no, i but... don't think it would either yeah i think this is unfortunately chris nolan's year even though and not to say that directors and actors aren't gonna have multiple years he should have been nominated earlier on in his career dark knight is still one of you know the best films and it was not even nominated and just heath was and got it is that what yeah. happened post okay. posthumous possibly yeah. Um, but in, in, it also look, you got to look at how we decide or whoever decides what kind of makes those final cuts and, and how a best nomination gets determined. But I look at it as the person in that performance, nobody else could have done that. We wouldn't have been able to get the same results and nobody could have stepped in and provided a better experience like a better artistic um 
what it what am I trying to say are their own kind of flavor to it so like Mm. would there been anybody else that could have played Barbie like Margot Robbie definitely not no could if if Christopher Nolan directed Barbie like what's it gonna be this like no right Uh, so it's just but like yeah Ryan Gosling nobody else would have been able to do that what he did for that yeah no I mean obviously Ryan was like the comedy relief in what was also like a quarter-life crisis an identity crisis um but again what when I watched it, did I think, oh, my God, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar? No. But I, I also feel I like. Was, yeah. I was like, this is insane that he's able to pull this off. This isn't. Oh, nobody else can do it. I also feel like, to your point, this idea of let's nominate 10 movies and sometimes movies that don't deserve to get nominated do. Like, I do feel like in this new era of Oscars, there are a lot of movies that just get part of the, they get hyped up not that this is exactly necessarily like hyped up in a point of it's not good but I mean hyped up in a way that it should be revered as one of the best movies ever I, I honestly don't think it does and I know I'm in the minority there but yeah but could have uh, could there been a, di- a different and equally as strong performance in America Ferreira's part yes yes but yes. i also have never been a fan of hers i don't think she's as dramatic a big fan of hers she should have won an oscar for real women have curves which was her debut 15 years ago yeah and the irony is like she has no curves now i know <laughs> i know that move i mean but also it was like whoa what is going on in the screen yeah, yeah no for sure um it was unbelievable but no that was not a super impressive performance by her no, actually, I think when I saw the movie and we talked about it on this pod, I said that was my least favorite part of the movie. I think I agreed with you. I, I think I was like, oh, it was a good. The, the, what, I understand what they were saying. trying to do, but yeah. it was it was it fell flat for me. And I also, yeah, maybe it's it, part of it was her. I don't know. But to say that she had the best of all the female acting in the movie is. I don't know. Kate McKinnon should have been nominated. Yeah, I feel like Kate McKinnon was Kate McKinnon was way better, but yeah, it's also a much smaller part, so I don't know. But still, I mean, people have come in for less and one more. Yeah, Meryl Streep was in one movie for what, like seven minutes? I mean, like you know, they and then also uh, Flowers of the Killer Moon. I haven't watched all the movies yet, but I did watch Flowers of the Killer Moon. I don't know why Robert De Niro is even part of the conversation. Literally, every other supporting performance is stronger than her hits. It's I mean, and then Leo was snubbed. Talk about another snub. And that felt very corporatized. You're old enough to be a family man now, and we can't take you seriously because you're not. Because his performance is one of the stronger Leo performances that we have, I would argue. It's it's you see him in a very different light for this. It's like Yeah, it's I like, mean. okay. He, he's frustrating as hell. His character is so... Right, the movie sure. is frustrating as hell, but... Yeah. I, I, I'm never going to see it, so I'm... I, yeah. But I I also can't deny that Leo is a good actor. <laughs> yeah. And Lily Gladstone, if she wins, very well deserve it. Probably you know, will she, win. I would like to hope so, but also, like, Emma Stone is sweeping. Oh, right, 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 right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Which I still want to see that. I don't even know if I really want to see that, but I, I 
will eventually. Um, I mean, Oppenheimer for me is a flop, but it's definitely going to win everything. Robert Downey Jr. should not have been be winning all these supporting. Uh, it's He was... Ugh. I have a lot of problems. <laughs> well, no, and then it's like, again, I still haven't seen it, but the May-December of it all and, like, none of that being nominated and people saying that, like, Char- I mean, including you, Charles Melton's... Those are three of the best performances of all the movies that I've seen. That you've also, seen. Dominic Sessa from Holdovers, a debut from him. He is unreal against everybody who he's playing against. Right. So, yeah, he's playing. Divine Joy is going to win. If Paul Giamatti wins, it is it is an all-star performance, but it is also what that character is compared to the other characters is not original. Like right. we've seen we've Yeah, seen I mean, the whole I don't movie. know. I was going to say I don't know the whole premise from what I hear. It sounds very much like something we've seen before. But it's been my favorite movie so far. Right. No, I and I know my brother liked it too. A lot yeah. everyone who's seen it loved it. So But Charles Melton should be getting the Oscar for best supporting role. Yeah, I mean it, he he. One of it makes sense. That movie is has not. You haven't seen that before on screen. Yeah, I, don't I mean, think anybody else could have done what he did, and he was shockingly coming off of Riverdale. Well, he's come stuff. off a few other things, but yeah. But that's what we know him as, you know. And then there's been the conversations about like Natalie Portman, and <laughs> have you seen some of those interviews where like Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman were like, "No, we're not familiar with Riverdale. We didn't know." Yeah, I mean, who's expecting them to watch that? We didn't even watch it. I did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I definitely watched Riverdale, dude. What are you yeah, about? that's true. I didn't, but no, it's AJ just... Kappa. Yeah, <laughs> Oscars. What were you thinking? I don't know. Yeah, make I mean, it make sense. Title of that. Jinx. Um. Yeah. Anything else related to that topic or? Ugh, I just like, could, I mean, they need to call us. I don't know what they're doing, even though we're, you know, the pop culture podcast demographic is not oversaturated. <laughs> it is very easy to sift <laughs> through these things. Exactly. Like just opinions of two white women who have nothing to do with the industry. So, But yet have, <laughs> but have everything to do with the industry because we know everything. Yeah. So uh, anyhow. I also felt like just uh, to shift it away from award season to enter into like other random celebrity stuff is um, an equal flop of the Oscars. We have a flop return of Justin Timberlake this week. Flippity flop. I mean, so he does two songs on SNL. He debuts his like second Selfish. single. And I, 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 yeah, you can call it music. It just is like, <laughs> You could call there. it white white man music. Yeah, it's just well, there. Like I don't know who's listening to the biggest troll. The biggest troll of it all is that right now. So yeah, he has this new single called Selfish. Still haven't even listened to it because I don't care. But Britney Spears has a song called Selfish, and it is doing better on Spotify right now. Because... And it's a seven year old song that was never released as a single, right? Or it, yeah, it was on a on an album, but not as like its own single. Um, yeah. So that's just like the trolls and anti Justin people. I mean, in the that's world. when it. That's when we do like the internet. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Is... It's moments like that. But yeah, I mean, I watched him on Jimmy Fallon this week, where he not only reveals that he has this new album, but that he's going on tour, and it's like, who asked for this? Because I think people would have. 
I mean, I sent you that screenshot like, of let's like, wait for the numbers of how your album sells before you book the arenas. The world tour too, by the way, not even just like a national tour. Maybe the and, world, maybe the world likes him more than America does these days. I don't know, I don't but know. Is he I feel Jackson? like he would have done a better job. It would have been a bigger deal if it was him and NSYNC than if it was just him. I may have even actually gone if it was him and NSYNC, but I definitely am not going to go see this. And it shouldn't even be him and like featuring NSYNC. It's just like an NSYNC reunion tour because like your mirror, good for Fe- you. Featuring <laughs> Spice Girls and Voice the Men and Backstreet Boys or something. I mean, and it's just like nine, 90s yeah. time. Well, like that Lovers and Friends uh, uh, show that's happening in Vegas that like I really should go to because it's all my people. Yeah. But. But no, I mean, he, I would love to know what information his agents and publicists are like, yes, your, the data is available for you. And I can't imagine. I feel like they haven't updated the data from 20. Have they not refreshed? 15. Yeah, exactly. Like hit refresh, make sure you do, you have the date up until 2024 and not 2014. Maybe you like forgot about that filter on Excel. You're coming (laughs) off of the summer of Renaissance and eras. And yeah. you want to pretend like, to give a shit? And Britney's, Styles. Well, and Britney's, you know, book that yeah. continuously further destroyed his character. Which we have yet to make an apology for or even comment on. Yep. How's so, that girl that you cheated on your wife with? Exactly. Like, we, there are many reasons to not be a fan of his. So it's just like, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Also, your music's not good. Bottom line. <laughs> And, like, this is, you know, obviously I was always BSB over NSYNC, but there was a time I was a Justin fan. I, I went against my inner... We, we all were. For those yeah, moments. he had some great albums, maybe two. <laughs> I would say singles of those albums because, again, they keep coming up on my Spotify liked, and then I'm like, who is this? And then I'm like, oh, God, okay, I do not like your music. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know who his producers are. I'm like, you have the ability. Are you not working with Max Martin? Like, what? I'm sure. No, Max Martin is too busy spending his time with Ariana and all of the females these days. Absolutely dominating. So good for you. Well, speaking of a female that's not dominating and also flopped, uh, did you see the latest of what happened with El King, your girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I mean, I've been a little concerned from her social media for a minute now, but it was like, well, yeah, and her life. she has, I mean, everyone knows she has issues or not everyone, but like it, it's she's had issues in the past with alcohol and staying sober and impacting. But for those that don't know, there was a tribute uh, to Dolly Parton at the Grand Old Opry. And there was a bunch of different, um, I almost said comedians, musicians that, you know, performed uh, in honor of her and did her did covers of her songs, including Al King, who's for those that don't remember Rob Schneider's daughter, um, but obviously has her own career outside of being yeah, very Rob much. Schneider's daughter. Very it's just like, I, you always have to connect the two, but Anyway. Well, nobody connects it because it's such different worlds and they look. Well, I always. Alike. Yeah. Yeah. I like to connect the two because it's just like, whoa, totally yeah, different but- worlds. They don't really look alike. I would know- say of all things you could. Ne- I could, you can never say she's Nepo baby. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like she's not using the last name, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, but she didn't wasn't raised by him. And she right. Was raised they by had a mom a- in Ohio, I think. And like, yeah. right. They had a. 
um, tumultuous relationship or whatever the proper word is. But anyway, so she took, she came on stage. She immediately started slurring her words. She started cursing. She told everyone in the audience she was hammered and that she was fucking up the words and um it also wasn't like dolly sitting there front and center it's just an event at the grand old opry for dolly's birthday right it's not great but it's also not like like dolly's sitting there have to it's like dolly's like oh you guys are throwing a party that i don't need to be attending (laughs) like it's a little no but obviously it did get a lot of pick up and she was supposed to do some other performances that have all been canceled she's been replaced by some other people in festivals so you know just hoping she gets the help she needs because i do we do really like her she's very talented the few times she's been uh, a special guest on catfish she's always very enjoying to watch like her personality is great and she's also really talented so we wish her the best it's just unfortunate and her music's only grown and grown and grown but she yeah yeah she um yeah there's been some things in her personal life recently and now she's a single mom and yeah it's a lot for a minute she was like living on a farm in rhode island yeah interesting (laughs) yeah yeah she you know she she does what she wants. She, we're also talking about somebody with like a neck snake tattoo. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's not going to be working at, yeah. as an intern at Macy's anytime soon. She's not faking it by any means. I'm like, who you're getting? Yeah, like, yeah, but she's honest about who she is. So we wish you the best, Elle. Yeah, we do. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we go into what we're watching? I mean, these are two. Like we could make me real quick, but I think you might. I think I might get a gaping open mouth from you on these. They're real fast, but real hard. Um, Doja Cat has been accused. Her brother has been accused of beating the absolute shit out of her, where he knocked her teeth out. Her their mother got a restraining order against him, and this is what was claimed on the restraining order, and that's why it came out. Doja has not said anything publicly. What I mean, yeah. no one can see that you are correct. My mouth is jo- dropped to the ground. Yeah, because like we didn't text each other about it at all, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna save this for the. Pod. Yeah, well, you know me, I've been like less and less. I don't have the alerts on TMZ anymore. Word, word, word. So I'm not healthier. Yeah, yeah, it's healthier, <laughs> but then I don't feel as clued in. But then this is why we pod. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's title of that. This is why we pod. <laughs> Um, yay, we're getting better about figuring out the title of that. Um, and then the other one, also in very dark news, Mariska Hargitay coming on the premiere of Law & Order SVU uh, came out as a survival of assault. She yeah. said it took her many years to realize that what had happened was assault. And she was explaining an incident with her husband, Peter Herman, the great Peter Herman, <laughs> Yeah, that like of what had happened and he was like babe i don't know if that's what their nicknames are for each other yeah but but he was like that you you are and it would have been either i while she was timing yeah i was gonna ask the first few seasons of her being on svu damn now are we talking sexual assault or are we just oh i just said assault i I wasn't sure but then it was also, she was like, I did everything. I tried to get myself out of the situation. I tried to make a joke and calm the situation down. Damn. I said no. 
I did everything that you're supposed to quote right. unquote do. But then she still said that she could not admit to herself that she was a victim of rape. But then her husband was like, you were raped. Damn. And she was like, huh. But she is also, that probably spurred her because she is a, I believe, a licensed, not like a licensed social work counselor, but I right. believe she's like licensed in counseling victims of sexual assault. Because so many people would approach her and then tell her that they were victims. Well, yeah, seeing her on had the not show. told the police, and she was like, "You can do something about this." Yeah. So then Damn. she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know it was like this is not fun, but like, whoa, Mariska, we love. Yeah, you. I mean, it shows it can happen to anyone. And to your point, like, you don't even realize when it's happening that it's happened that it is that, or you push it down, especially if it happened that long ago when things. Weren't. And it was somebody she knew, right? But what I'm saying yeah. is like, especially back then when you didn't. No, we weren't as vocal about, like, what are the signs and, like, what is, you know, like, things that people may brush off as assault that is not. um... Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, should we go into what we're watching? (laughs) Yeah, I'll take a hard left. (laughs) Into good stuff. It it gives us a transition. Transition away. (laughs) Yeah, so the new Law and Orders are back. Uh, Law and Order SVU, Law and Order Organized Crime, and then original Law and Order. And Organized Crime is hitting it. Always out does. Of Always does. Park. Always does. Yeah, I mean, we were obviously really sad that our boy Jamie got killed. Spoiler alert! In the last season, yeah, our boy Jamie didn't even get killed. He killed, he killed himself. himself. Well, after finding Learning out he was, was going to be, be a quadruple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus Christ. No, it was a roller coaster of emotion. And now we're here to pick up the pieces of how it's impacted the whole team. And in addition to that, of course, we got Stabler in another traumatic experience that, like, he just jumps right into without having. I have to do this because I'm the only one, even though everybody (laughs) in my family hates me. And hates that this is my job. And I've made only traumatizing decisions on myself, and I'm going to martyr myself, and I can't be good enough for Mariska Hargitay. I'm furious at Elliot right now. Furious. And a stupid goatee beard. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I know he was doing this undercover thing with this other group, but I do not care for this undercover look that he's got going on. No. Elliot, talk to us, Christopher. But yeah. Still great. Amazing. Um, yeah, so all of those have been great. And then Peacock continues to give. Yeah, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the greatest show to ever come on to Peacock, according to their stats. That is Traders. The second season of the Traders US is on. They finally listened to us. And instead of doing some reality stars and some normies, we just got all reality, a few other random celebrities quote-unquote celebs yeah they threw in a couple of love islanders that nobody asked for and then john the former house of commons of parliament (laughs) who was fired for abusing was fired for abusing his team so let's reward him by putting him on this show and isn't and there's also a uk traders well that's why he's not allowed on that one but we also have no idea who he is 
<laughs> I know. And the fact that he's still on, it's like, why did we keep him around? Well, that's the insanity of traitors because you can't, you like, if anybody's kind of harmless and dumb, it's better to keep them on. Yeah. So it's like, ugh, it's so hard. But yeah, you want, he, because he is so suspicious. He's he's not a traitor. Well, but. no, just the initial like the housewives, <laughs> the housewives <laughs> trying to suss him out when he mentioned he was asthmatic, and then Tamara doing definitely a Michelle move and like pretending like she needs her inhaler and asking him if he's got his to see whether the the uh, asthma was a cover story or if he really is asthmatic. Like, and also, um, you guys, just a heads up, people. Um, not all inhalers are the same. So well, I'm that's what I was thinking too. Like, isn't it? <laughs> First of all, the germophobia mine. The germophobia mine. I would never take someone else's. So a lot of them might be, and like, there's definitely generic, you know, broad generic ones. Right, but, but also- different dosages, different medicines. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I I picked up on that too, but I was also like here for the like undercover in your face, like questioning. Yeah, yeah, and it was suspect that yeah he did have like change his breathing pattern when Alan was change was choosing the traders. Yeah, and then obviously we've got some really good picks for traders. You have Phaedra Parks, who is basically killing it on the show as a trader because everything that makes her a great trader is why she got fired from Bravo. It was the lying. <laughs> yeah, the deceit. Uh, the deceit. Um, I mean, unless she starts false rumors, of, <laughs> accusing people of rape. Of setting up to rape people, of cosbying people. Yeah. yeah. So she's doing an incredible job manipulating the situation. Then you and it's got- definitely gonna get her back on a Bravo, which is, she's already on Married to Medicine, but like it's definitely gonna get her more profile because people are like, oh, whatever, we forgot what Phaedra did to like get her. Well, and she's so good at this that it's like you want to forget the bad thing she did, but we will never forget. Um, And then you have Dan Giesling, who's arguably one of the best people to ever play Big Brother, kind of like killing it in a very similar way, at least in this most recent episode where I thought he was going to go home. Um, Just being able to like change the narrative very quickly. That's like how he won Big Brother. I know, but I think a lot of it is because he's, like, kind of an he's, unalarming white boy. I still don't think he's going to make it to the end, but I, I he definitely not. lasted another week because he was able yeah. to flip the conversation over to Janelle. Um, and then uh, Poverty, Janelle. who we don't really know that well. Poverty. Poverty. <laughs> Poverty. Poverty. Um, we don't know that well. She's from Survivor. She's known as the Black Widow from Survivor. She's doing, I would say, a B job at being a uh, trader. Granted, she was brought in like a week, not a week, but like a couple nights after. A couple nights after. So it's easier to do it that way than when you're doing it from day one. But she's also coming for Phaedra, which surprisingly I'm not okay with. So it's interesting to see the dynamics within the traders. I wonder if they're gonna have another trader be chosen or if some if one of the traders actually gets voted out if they'll like then have one of those things of like you can if you want i think that's gonna happen if, if i had to guess maybe dan will go home next week in the next episode and then they might maybe they flip um this house is really stupid i mean they're getting rid of their best players they're stupid but it's easy for us to say they're stupid because we know who the traders are i'd but like to you think knew I would going be able to... in you would know you michelle cohen yeah would know 
Janelle's going to be able to suss everybody out and it would be too obvious to choose Janelle as a traitor. So like, well, if I was going in, I would think, okay, there has to be someone from traders that it's one of the traders has to be a housewife. Cause there's four. Yeah. One of the traders has to be a big brother because there's two and it's big brother. So like, that's how they roll. It's like and the then I would imagine trail. one has to be like from Survivor and or the challenge. Okay. That's kind of what I would think. And then it's a matter of figuring out from those groups who are the people. But I also would probably be pulling a Dan, not to this extent, where I would not be accusing people in the first two roundtables because yeah. I don't want the target to come on me, especially if I'm right. And then they kill me because I've said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would think it's Bergie and Sheree. <laughs> I feel like it's those two. Get I mean, Sheree and Kevin, like, dumb and dumber, was, like, hilarious Ooh. to watch. But... Uh, get Kevin out of here, please. Yeah, he sucks. He's so um, Yeah. But, yeah. So, Traders is killing it. I wish, I mean, they did the smart thing this season of having the first three and then every week is a new episode versus all 10 in one because it's smarter for their own, like, you know. I know, but we want to watch it all together. It's so much fun. Well, it's so hard because they do such a good job of having the um, cliffhanger at the end of like who has been yeah. murdered. Yeah, like don't make being... us wait a week if you're streaming. Like so that's the it, whole it, point of yeah, streaming. it's frustrating with the streaming piece of it. Um, yeah. but... but it's also fun to have like appointment television on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, must see TV. It's Thursday back. Peacock. Yeah. Um, and then the only other show I've been watching that I'm also talk about streaming or binging. I there's seven episodes and I think I have only one left now and I just started on Friday, which is the new season of Love on the Spectrum US, which I agree with what you're saying in terms of it's never going to be as incredible as the Australia version because you don't have the accents. But at the same time, these people and the families of uh the people that are on the spectrum are so sweet but also just like incredible like there's this new person on this season named connor lives in like south carolina and like not only is he just like a gem of a human he's almost like an old man in a young man's body but then like his family is like i feel like they need to have their own reality show because the way that the parents especially the mom and the sister have so much patience and like like, are basically, they both, they, everyone says that this guy, Connor, is their favorite person in the world. And I understand why, because he's, like, so genuine, but also, you know, has his struggles, which make him just, like, more endearing. I don't know. I just love this show. It's so heartwarming. And it gives you, like, more of a belief that there are good people in the world because these days it's very hard to feel that it's like the opposite of traitors yeah there needs to be more shows like this yeah yeah exactly yeah um well i you know i went the opposite direction you've been (laughs) um so i've been trying to consume like as many of the oscar movies right going through those so i did the holdovers an absolute for me like 9.5 9.5 out of 10 I don't know if anybody's getting like a 10 out of 10 so far this season you know yeah um, but so far the holdovers um, is the strongest um, 
it's also one of those ones that you leave and you're like, okay, great. We didn't need everybody to be falling in love or getting shot up or have conspiracy deaths or like whatever. Like we're just, this is a very, very fascinating and these are very real people that we're only learning about in two hours. And it's a strongly, strong, I mean, strongly written, well-developed, fully actualized like characters. Right. Like, okay, cool. Also, I don't know if it's because my uncles all have been the same age going to these exact boarding schools. So I don't know if that like influences me a little bit. Cause I'm like, okay, how many of these was like my uncle's direct experience? <laughs> yeah. They're like, is this about my uncle? <laughs> yeah. But I love Dominic Sessa so much that, um, and Paul Giamatti so much and divine joy, Randall, Randolph, Randall, Randolph. Right. Um, she's really great in it too. It's just, a, yeah, it's a, I would recommend it to everybody. Cause you can like that, you know, that's no, um, yeah, it's on the list. Yeah. Um, there's no controversy there. Uh, Flowers of the Killer Moon does not need to be three and a half hours. No there's movie no needs to be reason. that long. It could easily have been much stronger and compelling if it was two and a half. Like, it was the same things were happening over and over again. We need another hour of this. Like, what the fuck, you guys? But Lily Gladstone, fantastic. You know, everybody. Uh, Leo DiCaprio, fantastic. I was like, right. I'm still watching this because of this. A lot of the other actors, really very strong. So it was like, great. Okay. Um, and then the other movie that I got to was Dick's The Musical. Mm. And I rented that. I was like, I really want something like absurd after like all the, this. the flowers of the killer moon. Yeah. And it's an hour and a half. I, honestly, I'm, I'm shocked it's not like X-rated. Like it was so <laughs> insane. No, I mean, <laughs> I still haven't seen it, but I just remember when they were promoting it, like the fact that it got made. <laughs> yeah, like, it really off. is. It really is unbelievable. And I honestly wanted so much more. They do a bloopers reel at the end and I wanted just like, Another epi- yeah, another movie about just a bloop a blue yeah. I almost thought I said it wrong, but I did not. The blooper reel. Um Bring that blooper reels. Not enough movies do that at the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially comedies. And it's a I don't know who would like this movie. Like I don't know. I real I liked it, but it is it it could have tightened up. It does get so absurd that it loses any sort of semblance yeah. of like being a movie at one point. That's why I'm going to wait for it to be streamed. Oh, and actually it's coming out. I want to say on Paramount, like February 2nd. No, Ooh. HBO. HBO. Okay. I got I it. The, they, you know, they heard me talking to my phone and they, they told me the other day. Well, they were like, once Casey's bought it, we're going to put it on streaming. Yeah. They were like, Casey couldn't wait another two weeks. So she rented it. Yeah. it's not. The so end now it's okay to go on streaming. Exactly. That, ten- that tends to happen. Um, and then- it's called Murphy's Law for a reason. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> um, for TV shows, um, Apple TV has a new British crime called Criminal Re- Record. And that is actually the lead. Not that we watch this, but um, The Good Wife. There was a female lead. Um, is it The Good Wife? Or it's the one after where... the good life with Christine Baranski. Yeah, the I good fight. It was called the good fight. Oh, oh I, well, because I want to say maybe they're in both of them. Well, Christine Baranski's in both. Okay, yeah, because it's because the... it was like she. I think was I again never watched the show, but I think she was like Juliana Margulies's lawyer. So okay. then she gets her own. Uh, 
spinoff as like a lawyer to help, I guess, I mean, other people I, who are divorcing billionaires. I don't know. When yeah, we have no idea what we're talking never about. Never watched it, but yeah. <laughs> so her name is Kush uh, Jumbo. She's British. She Her uh, first name is Kush and her last name is Jumbo? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, you're going to eat your words because she's obviously Caribbean. Like, she's a black woman. But is it spelled K-U-S-H? No, C-U-S-H, but Kush, Jumbo. Hmm. So, sure, family is... Hold on. I mean, keep going. But she's been good at everything she's been in. Um, and, I mean, she's a play. You know, she's a British yeah. theater woman. Um, but And then this is also Peter Capaldi, who was one of the doctors in Doctor Who. Mm. Um, yeah, she's from... Her parents are Nigerian. Um, and... So not uh, Caribbean. Yeah, my apologies. Um, but, I mean, she's British, born and raised. Right. But, um, and, uh, she's unbelievable in it. Um, it's a definite recommend. It is... Um, the, it starts off with... Um, a woman calling in to 911 saying that like her abusive boyfriend who she's scared of probably killed somebody who is serving like that there's um, somebody serving time incorrectly for a crime that, that, her he, that he committed yeah damn so, but then Peter Capaldi's character was the one who was the um, he was the detective on the original case and got the wrongfully uh, convicted person convicted. Damn. So he needed to get to, like, his quotas. So Kush Gumbo is trying to figure out what the hell the truth is and he's trying to be like, you're not going to F up my record. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's causing a lot. It's very cat and mouse. It's very, very fun. Um, and then Masters of Air, also Apple TV premiered yesterday, the first two episodes, which with like a stacked, absolute stacked cast on that. Most of the actors are British, except for Austin, Austin Butler. Butler. And honestly, he still sounds like Elvis. I know he said he got um, the dialer coach to get him to get rid of it. And yeah, yeah. I heard people are saying it, it he didn't work. He sounds like fucking, and he's supposed to be from Wyoming. And it's, so it's not that big of a stretch for him. He is really pretty to look at, but I just like really can't get past all of it with him. It's Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I still never saw that movie and I have no desire to, so... I tried to watch it and I stopped because I I'm not a big Baz Luhrmann's cinematography is makes me feel like I have a seizure disease. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Didn't he do Moulin Rouge? Which yeah, I, which I loved. I did not, but that, but that was the only out. one. And I honestly, <laughs> I haven't seen it in 15 years, so maybe if I saw it again, I'd be like, I'll oh. never forget watching it. I think we were in like seventh. We were must have been in high school, seventh or eighth grade. I mean, it would have been. Or yeah, yeah. Watching it at my friend's house with all my other friends, and they all loved it, and I was like, "This is terrible." I mean, I love. I fell in love with Ewan McGregor, so like that kind of maybe distracted me enough. So that checks out for you. Yeah, I was just like not into any of these actors. This is. I don't get the allure, but I was like, Ewan McGregor, I will die right now for you. Yeah. Um, also co-starring Callum Turner, who we're going to see really pop in the next couple of years. He's with right now Dua Lipa. Um, he's been in, in some major stuff for the last couple of years, but he could not look more British. You go, oh, yeah, yeah no shit. Uh, our boy Barry Keoghan is in this guy, too. They're all doing American accents, and it's a little 
tops, to be mm. honest. It, for somebody, Why do they give it to all British actors if it's taking place in the U.S.? It doesn't take place in the U.S. It's World oh. War II. Oh, it's World War II. Oh, got it, <laughs> yeah. got it, got it. But it doesn't matter. They're all U.S. fighter pilots. Right, 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 right over there but they're in england um and then anthony boyle who is um a scott spinelli knockoff he's probably the only other american <laughs> i gotta look oh this guy no, guess what so he does the best job because he's from fucking northern ireland and that he does the strongest not a, like a strong new york accent but he does the strongest americanized regional accent of being like new jersey new york so when you look at a picture, you won't think he's Scott Spinelli. But when he hear when you hear the voice and stuff, his voice, yeah, yeah, this is funny. But everyone else is it's still strong, but it's it's just I was like, oh, there it is. Okay, all right, guys. Um, we see Nepo Baby Rafferty Law in it. He is Jude Law's son. I'm confused if he's there's if he's the character that I think he is, then he is a strong introduction to him as an actor and I like it, but if he looks too similar to another actor in the show, so I can't tell who's who. Mm. And if it's the one who's not giving a strong performance, then shame on you, Jude Law, for, <laughs> for, for having this. <laughs> for creating a child, not as good as an actor. Yeah, he could not do an American <laughs> accent. So because Jude Law really at this age, his son does look like him, but if you go back and you look at Jude Law in his like early twenties, He's gorgeous. Yeah, like, he was never feminine, my cup of tea, but like no, he, everyone degree, loved him. Yeah, like, drag feminine, like bone structure way. Right. Like, holy shit. The the Cillian Murphy look kind of, but yeah, like yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, and like Rafferty, he's got some law on him, but he's not full Jude. What kind of name is Rafferty? Um, it's what I always assumed anybody named Rafe was. Oh, uh, sure. Like Ray Fines. Yeah. But okay. That's about, but yeah. So that's everything. So the takeaways are uh, all recommendations, criminal record, and the holdovers. The only other thing I've been watching, I forgot to mention earlier that I watched was the new Kevin James comedy special on Amazon Prime, which is Casey's, the title is Casey's favorite word, irregardless. Irregardless. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know I'm a Kevin James fan, so like I'm partial, but I had Forrest Charlie to watch with me and that boy was crying from laughter. So worth the price. I recommend watching it. It was really funny. And like, you know, just like cl- clean, enjoyable. You don't have to worry about like insulting people type of humor. Just like. Is it we got laugh track sitcom or no 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 it he performed some I forgot where he performed but oh, like okay. oh it's a stand up show it's stand up show yeah yeah oh, yeah gotcha, gotcha. okay um and yeah really solid and still very much do- doing his physical comedy like yikes it, he was way more physical in this than any comedian I've seen in a stand up in a very long time I was like. He's going to feel that. Charlie and I were both like, he's going to feel that tomorrow. But, like, clearly this is at the end of his tour. So he's been doing this, like, oh, in every... Yeah, I mean... So I was, like, very impressed. He also... He's going to be in a wheelchair whole... in, like, five years. He talks a lot about his kids and his wife. And it's enjoyable. 
So again, worth the price of zero. Amazon so, Prime. Go see Jamie it. Cosgrove. Shout out to you. You can enjoy. I Kevin sent it to her on special. Friday night, but um, no, he. It was way better than I was expecting, and you know. So just highly recommend. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Anything else or uh, Celebrity Jeopardy? Wholesome, fun uh, entertainment. Everybody recommend. If you aren't already watching it, just dive back into the tournament and enjoy the win. Yeah. I mean, they should only have comedians on the show going forward. So good. Why are they even wasting their time with some of these other people? I don't know. And speaking of, is Cynthia Nixon still alive? Because she's been on that hunger strike for a while. Yeah. She's definitely alive. I bet you she ain't hunger striking no more (laughs) because she'd be dead. No publicity from it. So I don't know. I don't remember what. And on that note, (laughs) we'll see you next time. Bye.